State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work, in traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Big Bang. It is what it is, man. PJ Screen. You don't be on nothing, I'll be on. Baby Jade. Okay, so let me ask y'all this then. Bring you Big, big, big Facts. Visit the new website today, BigFactsPod.com. Live for First Class Sounds, it's DJ Screen. Big Bank is here. Baby Jade is here. We got a special guest in the building today on Big Facts. Highly requested. Highly anticipated. Sahai the Prince is here, ladies and gentlemen. We what got him here. We got him here. Side in the building. He's side in the building. Sahai, what's up, my brother? It's like family. This don't even really feel yeah, like a conversation. What, you know what I mean? This All is we like, miss is the food. Like, exactly. This is yeah. a loud family for real. Family so discussion. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. What's going on? How you been first off and what you been on? Man, I've been good, man. I just uh, been finishing the story he got. That's the name of my album. Um, you know what I'm saying? I did my situation with Ghazi. Okay. Want to have a little more freedom, so Bad Empire, uh, yeah, Empire, best one of the best labels that you can be on. So, um, yeah, I'm doing that. Just finishing. I've got like 30 days left. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, clearing these samples, and we're ready to go. What's the motivation at this point? I mean, you know, for your music, I think um, there's some. You you have like a cult following of fans, like people that really. Really, really rock with you, but you put out a lot of quality music. You don't have anything lyrically to prove. You don't 
people know who you are, but what's the motivation at this point? Um, you know, it's crazy. Um, to me, I got like new motivation. It's just, you know, man, just kind of coming out the pandemic and shit. You know, people be begging you for music. Then I had a accident earlier this year, so it just kind of puts you in perspective for me, like. You know, people just be begging me. Usually, I just be like, you know, I go write songs for whoever I write it for and go home mm-hmm. and put something out every now and then. But um, the urgency of it came from just people just, you know, asking me to do it all the time. And it's just like, all right, I got you. Because mm-hmm. I understand, like, it is a void. It is a space where people enjoy that type of rap, type of concepts I be rapping about and shit and mm-hmm. different flows and shit like that. Mainly from like that mixtape era, mm-hmm. that that early 2010 through like 2014 where I, where I really feel like I made my like, mm-hmm. my mark, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think people still just want that nostalgia. So I just here to give it to them. Mm-hmm. You started out with Hoodlum, you still keep in contact with everybody? Yeah, yeah, them my guys, them my guys, it's crazy cause That's shit. one of my first mixtapes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, a couple of them, you know, when it did, did some time, but, um, you know, me and Butchie still good. Me and Pito still, we yeah. solid. You yeah, know Pito, what I mean? Pito don't be yeah. awesome. That's my guy. So, yeah. other than that, man, we all good. Everybody good. They getting it together, so. If, if somebody said if somebody said the phrase, I feel like Saha is slept on, how would you respond to that? Or underrated? <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I understand that. I can understand that, cause I feel like far as in like the the marketplace, I didn't put, I haven't put out a lot of music. I've been like some like like my name itself a ghost in so many words. So mm. I think um with me it's just like now it's just feel like it's time for me to kind of just work on my stuff. I think I got caught up into the you know writing diamond records and shit like that that people probably don't even know I wrote. But mm. I just be like you know what people want to hear my message like. Most of the guys I kind of work with, they ain't from the trenches of, like, from Atlanta, the culture like mm-hmm. I am. So, it, like, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I'm the publicist for it. So, mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm here for. You think, um, how is it, like, keeping that, um, keeping that shit in the background that you wrote so much, so many big records and shit? I mean, I mean, it's tough because you want to kind of keep the, the integrity of the relationship cool and, you know, you want them to feel like they was a part of, but they are a part of. I'm not like I tell people like I ain't writing like when Ti write little bow wow rap. It ain't like mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. It was more so like also giving them a vibe. Yeah, like you know, a lot of time when you get that big, you know, you don't have a you don't have niggas on the turf around you. You mainly have like fashion designers and mm-hmm. artistic people. But for me, it just be like, nah, you said like this. No, nah, I would have said this, and then mm-hmm. all oh, that shit is hard. Like, so it kind of like, kinda like yeah, it's like that assist okay. sparring kind of session to make sure the verse is coming out to where it need to be. In in my mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quality control type thing. Yeah, for, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So when that. you were so when you were coming up, um, I know your parents were like very strict and very firm on the fact that they didn't really want you listening to hip-hop and they didn't really want you involved. So mm-hmm. do you think that's what kind of made you as into it now as it was because you were kind of taken away from it when you were younger? Mm. Damn, that's that's deep. I didn't even think of it like that, but I think that probably had a lot to do with it. 
You know what I mean? I just kind of got, that was deep. Like, I ain't even, you know, I was like, just, damn, I can't do it now. I can do it. I just go yeah, around. You know how you they know say, saying? like, some girls, like, their parents don't let them have company or go to sleepovers and stuff, and then right. they turn out to be whores when they're older, like, Absolutely. that kind of shit. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I was an athlete growing up, so it was just like, they was just trying to keep me on straight and narrow, but, right. you know, once the streets got involved, it just went downhill, but, nah, <laughs> for sure. It's, it is like that, though. It is like that. I think, that's what I got an initial rush for it. Right. Because I just started listening to it on my own. Like, you know, I might have been like, like. sneaking and listening. Yeah, I might have been like 13 when I first, like 14, I got my own CD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my partners, sisters and brothers, all of them would just listen to Outkast, you know, UGK and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, out in the open, but I yeah. had to, like, go in my closet and just yeah, five, ten yeah, minutes for peace. Yeah. Like, but yeah. it made me, like, search for it, though. So I started stumbling upon, like, East Coast artists, West Coast niggas. That was a different dope. variety of yes. that shit. So yeah. that's why my style of look, you know. Universal. Universal, because I, yeah. I listen to a lot of different music. Versus people who could just hear what they want to hear, mm-hmm. they just going to listen to probably what's in their area mm-hmm. mostly because that's what people listening to versus me. I'm like, okay, what else I can get my hands on? I just come across some Nas, nah, some Big L shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Something yeah. like that. And it'll be like, oh, okay, this hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. What happened with the... Um, Situation with your car got shot up or some shit. Man, you know, that shit was deep. I never, like, really ain't got no clothes on it. Like, I ain't really, like, go looking for it either. But shit was deep. I ain't, you know, when I experienced I'm like, damn, do I? I instantly thought, like, who the fuck did I pay their money back to? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to go back 10, 15 years, like, on some shit. Like, but all in the in the moment, I'm trying to, like, man, who is these niggas? Woo, woo, and then I just started working my move. I was just, man, I was doing all type of maneuvers that I ain't never done before. Have like, you ever, have you ever said what it was like? What happened online or anywhere? Have I mean, ever, like, yeah, I, I mean, I spoke on it briefly because you know, um, you know, people asked me when I had a few interviews, but I ain't really like do- dive into it too much. I just kind of like gave them an outline of what happened. But to me, it was just it's the. It's just what Atlanta turning into, in my opinion. Mm. It wasn't, I think I might have just got caught in it because, you know, I'm in a Bentley. I got jewelry on. So I just look, fit the part, mm. you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I ain't, the police don't really have no information for you. They, you know, I went into the police state. These niggas look like me. I mean, they just trapped out, you know what I'm saying? Yeezys on, like, real niggas. I'm like, hold on, man. This look like a whole play. Yeah, y'all don't look like yeah, some y- niggas is finna go fight crime. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Y'all look like y'all about to go out with me tonight. Yeah. So I was like, it was it was cool. I wasn't really going to bring it up, but it was like, at the scene, it was like, so many people knew my name, like the paramedics and the police officers. I'm like, oh, this going to get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cool. I survived. I had some stitches and shit. And you know what I'm saying? I reached around, you know what I mean? It was quiet on it, so it was like, you know what? Ain't no point in even pushing it, just kind of sharpen up, move a certain kind of way. Just be glad that you're still yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Cause for it, real. You know what I mean? Even if it was a mistake or it wasn't, it's like, mm-hmm. it could have been bad for me. So I just, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just start moving a certain kind of way. How you moving now to just to take, you know, precautions and shit? I mean, I got a, I had two forms. I mean, I still got a form, but it's like, I kind of like dumbed it down a little bit when I'm in the city, you know. Yeah. You know, just dial down, just not going out as much. You know what I mean? Places I feel like I ain't. I mean, I'm saying I, I should be able to go anywhere I want to go, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Shit just just like 
redundant to me. I done yeah. done it. I done done the flame so many times. It's like, mm. maybe I shouldn't have been going to the flame. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> going to the flames with they shit teams out damn, damn near. So. Let me kind of put a swivel in my routine. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let me go to a restaurant. Let me yeah. go do some play. I'm a little older. I need to be, you know what I mean? But it's all good, man. We here. Mm. For sure. Where you at with Ye, man? With Kanye, like what what, what kind of space y'all in there? Oh no, we good, good, man. Me and Ye good. We in a great space. I was um I was out there in Miami with him when he was doing the um Donda Two project. Okay. You know, bro just a man, that nigga just a pioneer, man. He probably on to something something bigger and better that we ain't even heard of yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, bro be having so many meetings with billionaires and it's just like shit, I just be soaking it up, bro. Soaking up the game. But now nah, that's my guy. We, we good. hear him on the story of Egot where we feel his presence in any way. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Absolutely. He did like six six tracks. Oh wow. Yeah, he did like six of them. Um he on he on two of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is definitely on the project. You know what I mean? So we like I said, it's all a family push on there. Um we got um we got Russ on it. Shit, who I got pink sweats, two chains, Jack Harlow. We we this is this is okay. so big bank. Like a party. <laughs> big bank, you know what I'm saying? Me and mm-hmm. Big Bank record, like mm-hmm. we went out to the label. It's like, so what are we doing with Slide? Are we gonna I mean like, yes, we about to shoot the video. We just got back from BT kind of vibe, but mm-hmm. they ready on that too. So that's been getting a lot of great traction. The city been playing yeah. it. Radio been, you know, asking for it. So shit, we about to blast on that as well. I know why, but why did you choose bank? I know why, because we talked before. Oh, yeah. I know why too. Yeah, so we, we I know mean, why. to me it's like Bank is like the voice of Atlanta, in my opinion. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Not you. I mean, saying just in rap. I'm just saying like that. No, nah, for real. For real. You like that nucleus of each side, like the mediator that could be the mediator if there was one. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, I ain't. Because he ain't. We ain't that. But I'm just saying, it's like you know, most of the, most people just you know, like even with Jade, it's like. The streets love Jay. Mm-hmm. It's just Atlanta just love Jay for some reason. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere. You know She's what I mean? Lovable. Yeah, she can walk through <laughs> any door, go in any trap, any <laughs> studio, anything. Yeah, so I mean, and I and one of my favorite records back in the day was "Baby Girl, Won't You Fuck you With This Pimp." It was like, "Oh, that's black. Oh, that's crazy." <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? I don't know if you knew how, yeah. how big that was, but oh, that, was that was big, bro. Man, Black made them hoes stop eating noodles, man. <laughs> right. Right. Like, bro, nah, but get what he called. I would really want to be like, bro. You know, rap or sing. But you like, bro. I got it already. You ain't got to do nothing but pull up. I'm gonna tell you exactly what. What you don't know that. is he called me first. Like, hey man, I'm finna call. He called me too. What yeah, you, yeah, what yeah, you yeah, like, too. I gotta, hey man, what y'all think? I gotta test the water. I couldn't bro. tell him no though. Yeah, yeah, and that shit ended up being hard, though. Hard yeah. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, growing up, like, Duct Tape was one of the, like, first record labels in Atlanta that I knew, because I'm from the east side, mm-hmm. that, like, had artists. Mm-hmm. You know, niggas, yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? You had, like, niggas uh, had labels and Old Camp like, and them, but yeah, it wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. nothing, like, salute. like, he really had artists. I was like, oh, shit, this is definitely was, coming from out east. Or yeah, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? We used to see them at prime time. Pull up 50 yeah, yeah, deep, yeah. the shirt's on the shoe. Like, oh, this shit real. <laughs> so, no, nah, for real, respect though, for real. What's next for you though, after music? Man, what I'm getting into is film. I've been writing a lot of scripts lately. Um, that's something I've really been like taking my time in. I kind of think in 2020, you know, when everybody's pandemic and shit and quarantining, I kind of just try to dive into an, another venture and something that I love to do. So, I think I'm close to it. Um, a lot of people that's in film. So I just, you know, me, I just was like, you know what, let me go on and get my scripts together. 
Let me go get my shit together. But I want to do, you know, I'm looking to do some executive work as well. You know what I mean? In the future. But right now, I just feel like it's time for me to just download my hard drive into the world. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm doing right now. It's just like, okay, here y'all go. I got records with people and, you know, I've done things that... I usually do it for myself or do it for other artists, mm-hmm. and it'd be like pinned, and they might use mine. It's like, nah, let me get that back. I'm about to use. It. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? so yeah. I'm doing that right now. So I just wanted to kind of just leave my mark on the world in hip hop since, like, even like my my LA Leakers freestyle. Like, you know, I just went out there and gave them folks a bird. Them folks like, damn, this the coldest it's shit. So, since. so unfair. You know what I mean? So I was like, okay, then, all right, well, I'm back then. How about it? That shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about it? I'm back. So, you know what I mean? That's what I'm doing, bro. If the, Ye once said that uh, he would never, what, what was the quote? I would never want to be in a cipher with Saha. Something. Like, yeah. like, basically, bar for bar, you're the guy, right? Who's someone you feel like that about? I mean, I don't really. If, if anybody. If anybody, I mean, it, you mean, I ain't saying I wouldn't want to be in a battle with them. It'd be yeah. like, it'll be a good battle. Yeah, yeah. Who's somebody that you behold their, the way that they rap and their lyrics and like shit? Like currently or like. Let's do both currently and all time. See, I would say like currently it'd be like, shit, like Benny the Butcher Benny, or like. Yeah. A nigga like shout out to Benny. Yeah, the whole Griselda yeah, crew. Yeah, the whole Griselda cold. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of them. To me, it's like, I mean, to me, Chance is a great rapper. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, if you just talk about just like being able to put some words together, um, you know, J Cole's and shit like that. But mm-hmm. if you put us on the stage with with no beat, mm-hmm. can't nobody fuck with me. Mm. That's what I wanted you to say. Yeah, like if you're gonna yeah, add your like your right. beats and your promo team and your marketing, okay, you might do, you might outdo me. Right. But if you just put us on the stage like old school, bar for bar, bar yeah. for bar, let's rap, no beat, right? With an audience, nobody Niggas on planet saying. Earth can fuck with me in I'll that. Put, you said on top, yeah, because they can't, the yeah, they can't perform with me. Like in my opinion, right? The way I'm gonna deliver is just gonna to be me. like, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, he's not being. He's being confidently. What's what is he being right now? He's not. He's not. He's no, not. I'm not being confident. I'm just telling you. There's nobody fucking with me in that. <laughs> no, area. he's being definite. He's you know definite. He's being definite. Yeah. Like because we've been trying to weigh out cocky, arrogant, and confident. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. All okay. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I mean, we all got that yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah. mean streak that you got to be there to do that. No, but people, there are people that know that you're better at rap than them. Yeah, yeah, but they'll probably never say it because they. I mean, it's dudes who still think they. But can he rap just with said me, nobody though. Yeah, he just said yeah, nobody. Yeah, so that's confident. That's yeah. arrogant. That's cocky. That's confident. Yeah, that's, that's all. all of, that's it's all. So of it's definite. Yeah, that's all. It's of a them. melting pot of all three. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So what? So what you feel like? How would you be able to prove that? I mean, if a nigga or how like would you be able to validate it? I mean, I mean, because ain't nobody ever asked me or tried me in that. In that. Also, oh, until somebody decides to try this shit. Yeah, you can try this is. shit. Yeah, you can. Okay. You can definitely but you got try some niggas you somewhere saying the same shit though. You got niggas somewhere saying the same shit. What he's saying? Yeah, yeah I feel yeah, like ain't nobody yeah, fuck with yeah. me. Yeah. So would you get in the? You would battle like if I the mean, money well, was there. I'm gonna tell you what used to happen back okay. in the day. You know, I don't know if y'all remember like the Schmack DVD era. Yeah, shout out to Schmack. So. I used to battle niggas back in the day, and they used to be like, they'll tell them I'm from, so the battle be like for five bands, mm-hmm. right? And then they'd be like, okay, bro, from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And the nigga call back and be like, put it, make it 15. 
Cause they automatically think Cause yes, I'm from Atlanta, from Atlanta You're slow You slow You ain't gonna yeah. be able to rap with me yeah. Bro we'll be having a fight To get out of there bro Man They'd be like man Let me see his ID All the niggas Ask me for my ID bro I was like, man, come on with the check, bro. Yeah. We ain't, you know what I mean? All that cap ass shit. You lost, brother. Yeah. You lost, you lost so, brother. Yeah. So yeah. this was before the internet. Like, if you if you got to see before the internet, I used to be running yeah. around with like Jagged Edge and shit back mm-hmm. in the day. And yes. Even Noonie and them know. Mm-hmm. They know the shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers know, bro. Mm-hmm. For sure. Diddy, all of them. They know. They remember, like, that was that little nigga who came in here and, and told some niggas hey, ass yeah, apart. So, for yeah. sure. They said it I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous (laughs) of your generation that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. 
Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Who you ain't got a chance to work with that you want to work with? Damn, who ain't got a chance to work with I want to work with? I mean... I mean, like myself personally, or because I work with some a lot of people that I would like to work with, but it just one for my for myself. But um, child, I want to work with Future. Like to be honest, yeah. that's somebody I want to work right. with. Right, Eastside shit. I ain't doing that. Then, nah. I mean, you know, we be in that with yeah and shit, but I'm talking about like my personal mm-hmm. Future session. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. I love the fuck with Future. Um, Pluto and the Prince. Yes, got to happen. We're um, gonna speak that into existence. Yeah. Um. Damn, Ken, Ken, damn, I worked with Kendrick, but it wasn't like together. It was like somebody sent me something and I kind of jumped on it. Mm-hmm. But I love to work with Kendrick. Um, Joey Badass, somebody I want to work with. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, a lot of them I already kind of... I want to do something with... Um, I want to do my own song with Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just be like dudes I always wanted to be like get my own shit with. I just haven't got a chance to... ASAP Rocky, I got mm. I got something with ASAP too that I want to do. So mm. them like my peers that I like to work with. Oh, one last. It's between that's both on Kodak and Lil Baby. Mm. Both of them like my That'll favorite new. You know what I mean? My favorite mm. new rappers like mm. them my favorite too. So mm. I just got a, a list. I'm you know what I'm saying I'm gonna definitely get around too. So, mm. but I'm open to work with a lot of people though okay. for sure. What artists you see yourself in? Like okay, I, that's how I would do it. To me, it's like Kodak and Lil Baby. Them the ones I can see. You know somebody else that impresses me every time he rap though, 21. Oh, yeah. He just impressed me. I could just feel the east yeah. side in it like, yeah, yeah. you're an east side nigga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he going to articulate it right this at the coming. edge. Yeah. yeah. This is what it right is. Right at the edge. I'm like, that was kind of yeah. slick intelligent though. That wasn't yeah. just like a, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's why I fuck with 21. Like, yeah. So he give me that east side vibe. for sure. Mm-hmm. Help me understand 
And if it's just all bullshit, well, okay, you're accused of giving some bars to Button on a freestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So is there a thing there, like because I think he made a comment or some shit? I don't, I don't know much about it. This is just what came to me. That like, ask yeah, how about that Button shit, like. One thing about Joe Bud, I just be he be like, man, you can't out rap me. It's a landslide, like, bro, you telling people I can't out rap a forty five year old podcaster? Oh wow, damn, wow, that ain't good, bro. Now at least be like, oh, uh, he, you know, he'll mm. give me, you know, he'll be a good competition, mm. but I think I'll win it. Mm. He be on there, so he said like, that first out of nowhere. Yeah, because you know, I, you know, I be doing freestyle, and his little buddies <laughs> hype yeah. him up. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you know, oh, his little buddies hype him up. <laughs> you know what I mean, I mean, little buddies hype him up, and then he just got the. No. Talking extra, God, watch that nigga. That nigga. Wow. Like, I got two hundred bands. Meet me on the stage. Well, so be be clear. If if the right people came in the right Absolutely. band, you'll do it, man. Okay, I will have a podcast. Wow. Damn. What you mean? That it looks so bad, they have to hand over the podcast to me, Oof. and I'll be having my own podcast. Oof. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like, bro, be just, you know how you be like walking home, you be trying to keep your little coat, nigga just be like, you know what I'm saying? Just poking at you on the way home. Like, you like, bro, let me let me put my book bag down, bro. Don't oh, make me shut the shit out you, bro. So we Dang. got one party committed to on some hip hop Yeah, just shit. on some rap yeah, shit. Yeah, y'all get in the ring. coming out. In the, in the thought of it, that's how he be, you know, he yeah. like, he like a compliment you, but then like backhand compliment, like. Mm. Man, but he still over there be Dick Ryan, Kanye, all that cap ass shit. I be like, mm. man, you know what? You just really wish he was as dope as me, but he really like mm. love me and and think I'm the dopest nigga he, he done mm. heard. So it's like he has this thing. I just be poking at him like, well, bro, let's rap. I want to see that. Yeah, let's rap. So that's how I just be with it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's oh, all what funny, do you say man. though? He just told you what he said. I mean, he just be, that's what I'm saying. He just be coming at me like, you know, he be like, man, he can rap, but. On one occasion? No, about six, seven. He just kept saying yeah, like, and for clarity, and for clarity, and for clarity, you yeah. did give him some bars in the freestyle. Yeah, Is which that, one? The I one I just not, put out? Not, I, I thought they said it was sway. I don't know. I The little sway shit I did, but, you know, the, the vocals got messed up on okay. it. So I ain't, I ain't, I, you know, he heard it, but I ain't right. tripping. It wasn't, it wasn't even, I just said, I get aggravated with salt. Make me fuck around and catch an aggravated assault. Joe Buttons, why you got so much hate in your heart? They done let you fuck around and make hate in the art. That's what I said. Mm. That was like a nice, like, bro, Mm. why you keep bothering me, bro? I don't even know you. That wasn't even a whole eight. Yeah, I don't even know you that. I never met ever or nothing, no shit like, never met or nothing. Yeah, we met, but I'm just saying, I don't know you as well as you calling me yes boy and all that. You know, every Mm. time Ye do something, He'll like blame me. Like, man, he he ran never do guess me and like side, yah, 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 all that cap ass shit. Oh man. You know what I mean? So it's like, bro, why you keep bringing my name? If you got something bad to say about just talk talk about home. Don't bring yeah. me into it every time you want to talk about homes. It's like, yeah. So I just felt like he was just jugging at me, and it's like, right. but it's all good. He ain't, you know, it's it's all funny games, but right, right, right. I just right. be thinking he be acting like he can out rap me and he can't. I want to see that. No shape for I want to see fashion. it. He still, he don't still rap, don't he? Yeah. Everybody will rap for the right for amount the of money. Yeah. You don't rap, right? But he didn't put right? out nothing recently, though, right? Nah. Nah. But he is known as a good rapper. I will say this. 
He is a good rapper though. Like when he was in his time, like for what he did, mm-hmm. I definitely bought Joe Bunny's albums. He can rap. You know what I'm saying? I bought one. I used to fuck with he, he, he yeah. Pump It Up, right? Yeah. yeah. I used to fuck with Pump It Up. Yeah. He, he can yeah. rap. He can rap. Can't take that and he was in a group Slaughterhouse, yeah. so Slaughter they was House. known for yeah. you know, they was like the first Griselda in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. they was like that that lyrical group, but you know, at the end of the day, I ain't running for nothing. So we just if you wanna do it, let's do it. If not, just have something positive to say, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. That's clarity on that. That's mm-hmm. just clarity on that. How long have you been working on this story of Ego album? Egot? Egot. So Sorry. Egot is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Got you. Now I'm not. trying to win all them motherfuckers. Okay. So um, <laughs> I've been working on this shit for about two, two and a half years. Okay. okay. I just gathered Oscar, Oscar oh, Tony. That's hard. Yeah, so it's like an acronym. This guy named... Um, Philip Michael Thomas came up with. He was the dude from Miami Vice, and that was one of his goals. He was like a musician, but he was really like a. They would call him like Philip Michael Thomas. That was a black nigga, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was like he like a nigga who wanted to win them all, but once the show got canceled, he like never got his footing. But you know, most entertainers still respect like the 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 journey of that. So mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson just won the EGOT. She got all four of them. Mm. But people like John Legend got it, Whoopi Goldberg. But then, you know, you got to get niggas like Common. You got a Grammy, though, right? Yeah. You got a Grammy? Yes. And, okay. But you got niggas like Common that got, like, three of them. Charles Gambino got, like, two or three. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like a race to it for, like, mm-hmm. you know, entertainers. And it's like... And correct I, me if I'm wrong, but a Tony is a theatrical award, right? Yeah, yeah, for, okay. like, Broadway or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, okay. But okay. Um, me, I just always felt like I was... You know, super talented growing up. I was in talent shows, rapping, singing. I used to sing in the choir, all type of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I just kind of wanted to really show my diversity on my album and then give you the story of it. And the story is really like the Atlanta plight. You know what I mean? The, you know what I mean? Me coming up, you know what I mean? You getting kicked out of school. They talking about you got to go to Hamilton. You're like, man, I'm not going to Hamilton. <laughs> I wasn't going to Hamilton. I was like, okay, send me to Oprah Campus. I go to Oprah Campus. Yeah. I'm not going to Hamilton. I, you know, you just heard stories about him. I'm like, I already know. First day I'm in there, we're going to get to hook it with somebody. It was just, that was the theory. So mm. after that, just, you know, moving throughout Atlanta, doing what I do, and just kind of like giving the story. Because a lot of people don't know my story. Like, I've been signed by L.A. Reid twice. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, you know, I, mean, I used to work, work with Akon and booing them. Then, you know, Ye met me and was mm-hmm. like, yo, you should help me come do this. So mm-hmm. it's just like giving that journey of, you know what I'm saying, where I really came from throughout music. Well, you feel like it's uh, harder after you've been like a writer or a producer in the background to be an actual artist? Um, It can be. It can be. Especially on my level, because I think that a lot of people just want me to do that. Like, they be like, we got to find a whole new nigga to come in here and, like, energize the room if this nigga go somewhere. So it's like, there's, you could, you could peep, they'd be like, you know what, tell somebody how to come in here. But I think it ain't too because it's like, you know, when I do put out something and get such a great reaction, it's like, okay, if I just build on it, I already know where it could ultimately become. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just me just taking the time out of my other career to be like, kind of be selfish about it. Because they going to cut you a nice check when you're going to think about, like, you know what? <laughs> like, maybe I should stay out here for three months. And, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. me just got that music kind of, like, I always love music, but it just got me out the streets. I never wanted to be a street nigga. So, I think that was the best thing. So, when I got my first industry check, I just, like, yo, y'all got it. 
I'm out. You know what I mean? So I think I kind of became like used to just being able to take care of myself, my family through music anyway. But now I think it's I'm to the point where it's like, you know what? Let me go on and give me give my full effort to my career. You know what I'm saying? And see where it takes me. So that's what I'm doing now. So when you when you made that decision to be like, God now, all right, I'm just about to do this music shit. How many friends did you lose? Yeah, I, I, all of them. They didn't want me to leave because it was just like, you know, I was really focused on the music shit. Niggas was like one foot in, one foot out kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just being around it, you automatically just going to be in the, you know what I mean, in the mix. Mm-hmm. So me, I just was like, you know what? These folks just cut me a, a good check. I was like, I might well go and do this. You know what I mean? And, you know, I've had to move to L.A. and different things. I worked with people I was working with was like in the L.A. and shit. So mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't bring all, everybody with you to L.A. You know what I mean? So, you know, when my main guys, like, you know what I'm saying, like my partner Mike and shit, they still, we still rocking. But mm-hmm. other than that, it was just like my pop, my neighborhood partners, Man, we used to walk in sessions, man, be so deep. They used to, back then it was like, we had this like Suge Knight, Knight kind of stigma. Connotation. Yeah, because we, we was under some OGs that was just like super tough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was just like, everybody be like, man, we can't really work with you. Like, they hit me on the side like, we can't really work with you because you kind of. And I'm like, man, what with who? <laughs> like, you know, these niggas, I'm around, but it's like, mm-hmm. I was so young growing up, I started seeing like, okay. These niggas for real. These ain't just like my street buddies. Like I had yeah. my street buddies, but the dudes that we yeah. was under was just making the labels and shit nervous. So mm-hmm. it was just like, okay, let me see if I can go out and represent myself kind of vibe. And mm-hmm. then that's kind of where the transition kind of came for me. It was just like, I'm just going to full-fledged music. Mm-hmm. So that's where it was at with me. You spoke earlier about what you feel Atlanta has become. What's some of the shit you miss about? The old Atlanta or before us, what has become? Man, when it was a secret, it was just like, man, it was a, it was like, motherfucker was just, it wasn't an influx to Atlanta, like, but then I think it was like mm-hmm. 2010 became a point where it was like, man, you know down in Atlanta, bro. It was like, that was the time. You know down in Atlanta, bro, like, them oh, motherfuckers, oh, you know down in Atlanta, you can get a crib oh, for, yeah, yeah, it was like, like oh man, quit telling them that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now it's like, Atlanta is just like a melting pot now. That's what me and my buddy, Jamil was talking about just how it's a melting pot of so many different people. So it's like the lines can be jaded, communication could be off, certain things could be fixed if it stayed amongst family. But now you got people Mm. from the outside here that's in the mix of what's going on as well. So it just, Mm. it make it like, you know, and then the pandemic kind of threw everything off as well. So it's just like, people's like, oh, they, they still open in Atlanta. So it's like, okay. We're going to go down there and, you know, do work our moves. So mm-hmm. I think that that was just the, you know, the lines have been the cut off and, you know, redirected due to, like, so many people coming to Atlanta. So I just think that's really what it is. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's still the, the old vibe is still here. Like, the old Atlanta vibe is still here. It's just most people from Atlanta be tucked off now. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? They be out the way and just let, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Let the newcomers kind of like how they put fun yeah, they at the strip club and yeah, mm-hmm. whatever they do. But I think that was the biggest thing. Just like, it used to be more of a family, more of a, uh, if you know, you know, kind of vibe versus like now it's like, then, you know, music done, you know, went crazy. This nigga want to come out here and get a record deal. It's mm-hmm. like, 
Bruh, it's like everybody on the strip clubs. It's just entrepreneurship just in general. You People feel like that can open a business. It's people, you know, you know, politicking and, you know, doing companies together. So it's so much that draws a person here that now it's just like, you know, you meet new people when you used to just meet the people you knew. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then I was a bar. Y'all can go on in. <laughs> take that. <laughs> For sure. What's some of your favorite spots outside of Atlanta? Um, like far as what? States? Cities, states, cities. countries. Man, I would encourage y'all to go to Wyoming. Wyoming? What we going like, like, You got to break that down for like, me. I mean, I try to encourage people. Like, I lived in Wyoming for two years. That That's where Ye at, too? Well, he was. He was. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, we was up there for about a good two years. But What's the capital of Wyoming? I'm just trying to, I ain't trying to, like, what, I think what Wyoming city do you is, go to? Well, damn, it's two of them. Um, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Wyoming, so, you said Wyoming now. You got yeah. that's one place I've never been. But I'm saying Don't like be- I encourage people to go if you ain't never been. Yeah, like, because it's like a cool like it's like. It's like being outside and don't hear no cars. You don't hear like quiet. It's like quiet. It's like nature. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, yeah, Wyoming. You, you know what I mean. And they got this spot called the um, the Amagani. Mm-hmm. Goes to Amagani. What the hell is that? It's a hotel. It's like the best hotel you ever. Go there. You'll be Amagami, like, Amagami? Yeah, the Amagani, Amagami, something like that. Yeah. It's okay. one of them. But if you look at it, they, they they treat you like a king the whole time you're there. The food is busting. You get to go skiing, you know, horseback riding. But it's just, it's like a little community, and they treat you like a whole player there. But mm. Wyoming is definitely a place. There's a lot of black people there? Any, no. Not a lot of black no. people. Okay. But it's gonna be player though. You are gonna like it though. Yeah, you gotta yeah. go with the white. Yeah, the for sure, shit, for sure. I'm just you know curious. I mean? Yeah, that. So there's no hood. Yeah, yeah. There's no hood and no shit. Nah, ain't there's, no hood. Yeah, ain't no hood. Ain't no hood. So but uh, you, go you just speak in America. You yeah. know, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's a luxury like hotel. Yeah, but you know, I, out the country, you know, it's yeah. a lot of beautiful places. But right. Um, to me, like in the country, that's somewhere I tell people, man, you might even go check Utah. Got some dope. Some dope scenery, some dope spots. Um, mm. Cause I know all y'all probably done been to like Texas and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, New York and shit. So. I've never been to Utah or Wyoming. Yeah, go Me to neither. both of them. Or, or I've never been or to Oregon. Uh, what about relationship? Relationship, like, um, I don't, I ain't got, I ain't got no relationship, black. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're gonna That's get tough. one. I mean, I be thinking about it. I just can't. What's the hesitation? But. You know, it just be with me. It just be like, man, it be like the insubordination. You know how niggas just go out here and just be like, <laughs> it's almost like you know how niggas just Break it up in all type of bullshit to get this money. And that you sounds just, like a human resources. You know what I mean, you you dealing with a chick that just ain't grateful. You know what I mean? It'll be like, so I just be like, I got a whole bunch of you know homegirls, and you know I got a few of those, and you know, yeah, I kind of just. But eventually, I'm going to shed to one. I'm going to end up like, you know what? Come on. They're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. But That sounds like you selling, though. That don't sound like that's you. I mean, that's you what I'm come saying. come on let go with it. <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's almost like a lot of times, I don't want to say that's what I feel like we do, mm-hmm. but it's like sometimes you you just get with somebody that you feel like know you well, even though they ain't the best person for you. It'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, y'all know each other well. You know her bullshit. She know your bullshit. And it's just like, all right. I feel like we can deal with each other versus you meet a new motherfucker that ain't been down with you. She do some bullshit to you. It's like, mm. man, I knew I should have. You know what I mean? So mm. yeah. I think I, I'm at that level of do I just go and 
do I got to move forward with one of my new pieces or do I just like... You don't think there's no value in, for some people, Take. just for some people, you don't think there's no value in sometimes a woman can help enhance your situation? I mean, for me personally, yeah. my wife did, but everybody's different, but you don't yeah. think there's no value in that? I mean, I think I think maybe for you, it was like, I ain't been in, I've been like a globe trotter my whole mm. life. You know what I mean? So I'm in Switzerland, I'm in Paris, I'm in slowing down, LA. Right. It's just like, I got... I got a summer shit everywhere, bro. Right. To be all the way honest with you, but I think, I think like for the last three years, it's been my first time I've been able to like just be in Atlanta for like a a long period of time mm. versus like you know yeah. doing my thing. So I think you know sooner or later it's gonna it's gonna come around. But I'm just stuck in between, like man. You know, I got new pieces that I like, but then I got like a homegirl who been just rocking with me for. You know what I mean? Through the struggle. So it's like, you know, I'm going to make a decision one of these days. I feel like one of them going to present themselves in that way that's going to be like, you know what? I I got you. But you on some open shit. You tell all of them what it is. Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I ain't, let me keep it a buck with you. I ain't had a girlfriend since I was 21. Hmm. That shit was like 15 years ago. Hmm. I just ain't never, I would just never. My, let me tell you something. Growing up around some rich niggas, right? A nigga bump your bitch. I'm just going to keep it a moment. So I learned early, like, you know what? I don't have a girlfriend. You know, I like you. You can, whatever you feel like you want to do. But me growing up around, you know, rich niggas and being young, your girl will be in the other room. But, you know, it's all in the game. So it's just like me. I just never. Wanted to take that lick. Yeah. I ain't, you know what I mean? After When I was young and took the lick, I was like, you know what? I was, I'm cool. I'm cool. Let me go on and focus on. And then I, I felt like it was, it's more peaceful when I just be a buck with them. So, yeah. facts. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to go from friendship to marriage. I don't want to go into like, I don't like the the in boyfriend between. and the girlfriend stage. Be like, it'd be too much deceitful shit going on in that stage. Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? I know all the girls, I know all the ball players my girls done hit, all the rappers. Hmm. We have great conversations about it. I'll be like, well, why you don't fuck with them? Tell me, you need a verse. Like, <laughs> I want to go back over there. Like we be having new type of conversation. So, mm. you know, but I think now it's like I'm. I have been, you know, looking towards that. I have been scaling back. So, you know, hopefully it comes soon. Mm. What's some shit on your to accomplish list now that you, you know, obviously with the album, you kind of said some of those mm. goals. What's some, what's some shit on your accomplished list now? Man, I want to run a record label. I I definitely want to R CEO something. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I did it like, you know, a lot of times I had this thing with record labels. So being from Atlanta, my record label be like, man, you know, why don't you go like get your shit popping in the street like all the other Atlanta You feel like you know, you know what most of these major labels are lacking and missing. Yeah. And your record label would be the complete and total opposite to give an artist exactly what they need. Exactly. Much. Like, mm -hmm. I can get you popping with no money. You get what I'm saying? Versus, most of the time they want to send you back, you get your check up, mm -hmm. you do what you got to do, and then it's like, but that's like, I mean, during that process, there's a lot of niggas who don't make it through that gauntlet. You know what I mean? Right. Like we we people look at Atlanta like, man, y'all got so many rappers. Like, man, that's them niggas is special. Like little babies and all them niggas is like special because I know fifty little babies that didn't make it. Mm. Right. You know that, what I'm saying? Like yeah. for real. Mm. And they be like, yo, get your street bus. So you know you got to go back to your neighborhood 
And the only nigga in your neighborhood that really got a check to put behind your shit is, is a real nigga. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now you doing business with him. Now y'all caught into something and you really just trying to do music. But it's like, mm-hmm. you'll just get caught in the, in the mix of ch- trying to jump some shit off. And they'll really tell you it's possible if you come in here with your own shit. So you, it make you want to get it even more. Mm-hmm. So you'll, you'll step on some niggas to kind of get to that spot and mm-hmm. music versus me, I could take you through that. Okay, maybe a little longer. Like most of the artists I work with, I tell them, hey man, I'm gonna bring you time to some of these studios, play you some of your records. Some of these artists might want you to help them with their records. To me, that was my version of my trap. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to the point of making enough money where I can invest in myself from what I did for other people. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a different way of looking at it, but still it might be a little longer, but it's still a way where you can build a, a core fan base. You can still tour. You can still do this shit till you're 70 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you right. really hone in on the craft and really figure out your touring situation and your marketing situation, get you a good, solid management crew, mm-hmm. and you can, you know, get you some dope, you know, photographers and a videographer. You cook it up, and the minimal, the minimalistic shit about it is what's gonna make people gravitate to it as well. So mm-hmm. it's just a different way of doing it. But I would love to like be able to show the value of you know, that that side of just scheming your way through versus like, you know, hey, let's get out of it. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, play route. play my shit. So, you know, just that's why I want to just bring back to labels and I think that could, you know, balance out what type of music we making and the lifestyle that most of these guys gotta live to really, really put on and really put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. They said they need Elsa's about what? When I get big fat. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you ain't never get in the rap, what you think you you, you would have ended up doing? Man, I was supposed to be in the NFL growing up. What position? Tailback. I played tailback and slot. Yeah, I was all county ninth grade. Hmm. Track and football. Hmm. But then, you know, I start sneaking out to Diddy concerts and shit like that. Like, I was young. My partner used to know uh, Puffy and them. Yeah. So I used to be with V, you know, V and them. So I used to be like, oh, man, we used to be some young niggas running out. And I just lost focus. I just started seeing music as the way. And then people were telling me that that I was, you know, super dope. But I think some kind of sport. So if I wasn't doing this, I'd be, you know, man, some kind of hustler. You know, all my partners is hustlers, so. Mm. We'd have been doing some trucking, some kind of real estate. My buddy got um my best friend run the uh the urban air out in um that Snailville. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like that, north. 
uh, the urban where they got the trampoline park, oh, yeah. go karts and shit. Mm-hmm. You should check it out with the fam. It's super dope. Um, so I've probably been doing, you know, business with my buddies, but other than that, I think rap was that or I'm some kind of sporting ideas or something like that. But other than that, I would have just been a cool nigga from Atlanta. From the east side. Yeah, from the east side, for <laughs> sure. What what do you think it is different about east side people in relation to other people from other sides? We debate that here sometimes on Big Facts. Right. West I mean, I, I be telling, like, so we had a big talk about the if you're from Atlanta, if you're not from Atlanta. Uh, right. So me, I'm born at Georgia Baptist. You know what I'm saying? So I'm from, I'm really from Edge. But, <laughs> but I was born in Georgia Baptist, bro. So I feel like I'm an Atlanta baby. So I, you know, I, my people stayed downtown. Then we moved to Forest Park. Then we moved to um, Stone Mountain Decatur. So I think I'm a little, a bit of everything, but I'm really an East Side nigga. But I think the East Side was like the first time where it's like, uh, your mom and daddy probably stayed together. That was like really only the difference between like the east side to me versus like when I would go to the west side and see my family, like my other family, part of my family for Joan Boy North. So it's like you go over there and it really ain't. Phone three. Yeah, it ain't really family orientated. Like that. you might have mm-hmm. your mama in there, your daddy might live somewhere, that he might come over there or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think we was like the first time like probably married families like moved to the that side of town because the houses was a little mm. bigger for, you know, a family yeah. if you got two, three kids mm-hmm. and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I think that was the only thing. So then the schooling got a little better, but, you know, now it's, it's back to the east side look back. This shit look like Atlanta. Shit, Atlanta look better than the east side right now. Because mm. I remember when I was growing up, it was like you start seeing the group homes pop up. You'd be like, man, it's three, four niggas living in the house. Okay, boom, boom. Then it's just like, now when you go over there, it's just like, that shit look crazy. It's like, man, it's the east side. Like, this shit used to be kind of nice over here. You know what I mean? So I think now it's just everybody kind of spreading out. You know, you got different people, like I said, moving in. So it's just an influx of people. But I think the original east side was just, we were just clean players. Nautica, Pope Duckhead shit, you know, Eastland mm. Boots out the motherfucking magazine. Mm. Shit like that, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? That, we were just, just a little different, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you think like, that, that side of town don't get musically the, the respect that they should for, for, for what they've done for the city or being close to however you just want to say it? Do you think they don't get I mean, the respect? I think we do, though. I think we do. You know, you still got Gucci, you still got, you know, I mean, I consider East Atlanta, Atlanta, all that East Side is like, to me, like, that's how I look at it. It depends shit. Depending on where you go to jail at, that's how I was looking at it. Mm. And if you go to DeKalb County, like, we all in this motherfucker county together. So mm. I think, um, yeah, we do. We got, a, we got a lot. But I think it gives off that, that, that polished level of music. To me, you know, you're going to get your Childish Gambinos, your, your Blacks, your Jids. Childish is But you're also going to get your, you know, your Gucci's, your, like I said, your Futures or your, uh, who else from over, you know, 21, you, 21 over there. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're still going to get nudie and that vibe of it too. So I think it's a, a cool blend of, you know, eclectic artists and, you know what I mean, street artists as well. Hmm. What's the three biggest Atlanta like landmarks, like on some culture shit, not like the world of Coca-Cola. We know Martin Luther King Center. What you think? Like you could say clubs, strip clubs. You could say restaurants. Like what's the three motherfuckers that just, this is Atlanta? 
uh, these three landmarks? I mean, I mean, I guess you got to say magic. Like, you got to go to magic. I mean, Shout even to the magic city yeah, kitchen. Yeah, even though it's like you might want to go to if you was a, from Atlanta, you're gonna go to other strip clubs. Flame, but maybe everybody yeah. want to go to magic. You know what I yeah, mean? Right. So you're taking the magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the flame you got to kind of be like. You got to be ushered into the flame. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, mm-hmm. Magic is like at a neutral location. By the bus stop. Yeah, the flame, yeah, you got to kind of... On the west hey, side. You right. might want to go with my yeah. buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that, that uh, shit. Damn. A lot of the landmarks done left, though. If I, they, they ain't got to be around no more. I'm just, oh, just speaking like See, back then, it was like chantrelles or like... You think I was taking a, something you, to eat you, like you think that. that's a top soul food spot? I used to love Shantrell. Of all time in Atlanta. Oh, Mr. Everything. Mr. Everything. Okay. We used to have like them spots. Like, but they still got like Busy Bees or something. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Is Chantrell the top? Just curious. I like Busy Bees over Chantrell. But Chantrell cool. It's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's really Caribbean food. Really. Yeah, that's yeah, what I used yeah. to like because I used to have the rice. Yeah. I just used to have that banana pudding. I yeah, the rice over that shit. Yeah. I mean, I could, mm. I was like, man, Busy Bees, I can get that at the crib. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But if you want to get some of that while you out, mm. you go to Busy Bees and the shit. And you got Walters on Cleveland Avenue. Yeah, Walters. Yeah, mm. Walters is definitely a staple. Mm-hmm. Walters is definitely a staple, man. So I think those are mainly the three. But like I said, so much done changed. Be like, motherfucker, be like, man, let's go to Lenny's. I'd be like, bro, I'm not. <laughs> but we got to sneak in and come out of here. Obviously, go out. I mean, I mean, I, you, I go early or something. Yeah, like, sneak in, get out of there, motherfucker. But yeah. my partners be like, bro, I heard the bitches at Lenny's. I'm like, bro, y'all 35 years old. What you talking about the bitches at Lenny's? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, nah, they really had sex if you really want to shoot through there. But, yeah. you know what I mean? But I think that that's about it. I think everything done changed now, though. You know, you got. Strip clubs and chain clubs and chains, restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's like new restaurants now. I like so. Mm-hmm. So I mean, lounge vibes. Yeah, it's just a different Atlanta. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What's some motivation you give to upcoming rappers, man? We always like to give game and motivation on big facts. Like if they trying to, you know, get their foot in the door, they just trying to make it on some rap shit. But you know, sometimes that don't be the easiest thing. With some game and motivation you give to the people. Um, a lot of times you just can't be scared to give it a hundred percent. Facts. You know what I mean? A lot of times people just be like, man, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't, if I want to be one foot in, one foot out. It's just give it 100% on any any part that you want to do. If it's, you want to be a CEO, you want to be, you, you know, you got to try, you know, don't be scared to fail at it in so many words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And go back to ground zero because if you got it up one time, you can get it up again. But sure. I think the biggest thing is, you know, giving it a hundred percent. Even at my level, people might be like, "Man, you just rap so well." It's like, but I do a lot of writing. Like that's what I do on my free time. Like most people might play video games, or you know, dudes might kick it with their partners, whatever. On my free time, I read and write. So, I mean, that's kind of just what I learned to do. I wasn't a good reader growing up, so it was like a way that I kind of developed myself and my diction to kind of be able to speak to people and articulate myself through music and being able to embody other people's vibes as well. Like some artists got a different bop. They got a different, you know, way they come see things. Some You got some artists that are like poetic. Mm-hmm. You got some artists that are straightforward. So you got to be able to like balance it. So my, my biggest advice is this, whatever you want to do, producing, mm-hmm. Shit, if you just want to hustle some paper up and put it into, you got to get at 100% too. Mm-hmm. So anything you do in it, just make sure you give it 100%. No plan Bs. Hey, you think did, you just, uh, did you ever have a time that you want to just say, fuck this shit? 
Um, at times I be having that, but it don't be to the extent that like really like, cause I'm always gonna. I just develop so many music business relationships that I feel like I'm gonna eventually be in the music business kind of forever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I said, if it's at an executive level, if it's at a you know an artist level, a writer level, a musician, you know, managing producers, whatever, it's it's gonna be at some capacity. So. I don't ever think I said fuck it all away. I just think I just kind of was like, you know, I take a break. Because I'm a little frustrated right now. Yeah. Let me do something else to take my mind off yeah. of it. You know, because yeah. being there, I'm like, I'm like, a lot of people don't know. I, I kind of took the hard way out of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Like, far as on the music side, because I could, I got partners that I can do it the other way with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But it's like, I want to just always give that, you know, that clean cut kind of, you know, musicianship way of being able to do it. Because a lot of, I'm like a pioneer on that. And I feel like when people like Jid see me or like, I don't know if y'all heard of Guy Grip. That's one of my new favorite artists, but he signed to Eminem. You know what I mean? It's just like those kind of artists still exist in Atlanta and they don't have a home. So it's like, you know, giving them that confidence that they can still do it through the music. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you lose you you lose your your homie from the hood because mm-hmm. you got to be in the studio to do this. Mm-hmm. You can't halfway do this one if you go do it mm-hmm. straight skill level. You know what I mean? If it's just skill of rap, it's like you got to be very good at that. So right, that's my how, biggest how important thing. is it to, to for you to just stay you though? Because like, what if Saha would have tried to? change his flow to adjust to the different flow. What if what if Saha was trying to sound like the Migos and using heavy auto-tune and all right, that type right. of shit? Like, how important is it to, for you to stay you? I mean, I think it's important because, like I said, like, when I put out stuff, it's like the... Man, I, I'll never forget, bro. I was, um... I ain't gonna say what artist I was with, but we was at this concert and it was a substantially bigger artist than me standing on my left. And I'm just chilling backstage, and a whole bunch of kids run up to this particular artist left on the left of me, like, "Man, we love you, bro. Let's go, on. let's get a picture, brother." Ooh, so he's taking these pictures, and I see like three dudes walking up, but the one in the middle is crying, and I'm like, "What the bro? bro crying, bro crying." Bro. I don't, I'm just letting bro right here take pictures. Hey, Saha, this my cousin, bro. We had did this, woo woo woo. He gave me the whole spiel of. And this nigga cry, I'm like, bro, like, it ain't, I'm trying to tighten up, nigga, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But to me, to him, to me, meeting me was like everything, you know what I mean? He, you know what I mean? He got kicked out of college. worthy of setting a tear. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Had, he had did a couple of years in the joint, you know what I mean, trying to sell whatever he was trying to sell. So it was like him coming out of that, and he was like, man, he was my biggest inspiration back then. It's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's okay, mm-hmm. that's what I do it for. So you might have... 10 people who know this popular artist right here, but these three dudes came to me to tell me their story in tears. So it's like, mm. I take them three before I take them 10. Because them 10, gonna, whoever famous they see, yeah. they going to run to yeah. them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So my thing is like, okay, these three is, that's what I do it for. So mm. for sure. That's what it is, man. We salute you for coming to man, have this so conversation with Big Facts. Bro. Finally, finally. Yes. Looking forward to the album. Damn, Big, you got slim, bro. You, I need to be on what you on, bro. Yeah, let's do it. For sure. <laughs> this nigga look good, man. For sure. Jay. Big shout out. I, I always see Jay. Jay is like, <laughs> but he too. 
<laughs> Man, I can't wait. But I've I've been seeing y'all getting the artists back. But duct tape, the the label gonna come. Watch, that's gonna be some big. For sure. Yeah. Cause this gonna this set the platform. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you gotta rinse and rework. You know what I mean? Like they say, every master must empty his cup. So sometimes, Facts. Like, you Facts. know what I'm saying? Sometimes Facts. when you get to that that level, sometimes you gotta empty the cup and fill it back up with some mm. some new. Yeah, so, something different. Something different. Facts. So. Mm-hmm. And I reinvent the wheel. So, yeah, for sure. Side in the building. Hey, the story of Egot. Eastside. Coming soon. Salute, salute. Oh. Triple www.bigfactspod.com. Big shouts out to Chorus Life for rocking with us on this episode. For the streets. Exactly. It's Big Facts. No cap. Bitch. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.